Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the Swiss Football Show in 2022. I am very delighted to be once again joined by my dear colleague, Giacomo Notari. Giacomo, hi, how are you? Have you started the new year well? Hello, Emmanuel. Yes, I started pretty well, to be honest. First episode of the year, like you said, we had a, a little winter break, but uh, we're back. The Super League and Challenge League are back soon, also less than 10 days, actually. So it's the good timing to, to make a comeback. Yes, it's a perfect timing, of course. And uh, you're right, we did have a little winter break uh, between Christmas and um, now, uh, mid-January, um, simply because both of us um, are caught up heavily um, in work for university. Um, you know, it's always that time of the year where uh, exams and, uh, and uh, some projects are coming around the corner, so you have to spend some time there. Um, but uh, at least for my part, I'm done now with my exams and uh, I can fully focus on the Swiss football show again, which is a great feeling, I can tell you. Yes, finally, we have you back and uh, it's good yes, to get back to recording because uh, we have a lot of news to talk about also, actually. Exactly, exactly. And while uh, Super League and Challenge League are still on winter break, but uh, like Giacomo said, uh, coming back in 10 days, there has actually been quite uh, some stuff happening on the transfer market, which is exactly what we're going to look into uh, today. Um, there have been numerous transfers already confirmed from Swiss clubs and from Swiss clubs going uh, to other leagues. We will have a look in detail at some of them. And uh, we will also discuss some of the hottest transfer rumors that are uh, circling around at the moment. And um, I think that's the kind of episode every football fan just loves to hear, right? Yes. And uh, after that, we will also give our top three until now of the transfer Challenge League and Super League. So the three best uh, um, transfer at the moment. We are recording on the 20th of January. So uh, there is also plenty of days before the end of the of the transfer market. But uh, at the moment, until now, our top three from me and from Emmanuel. Exactly. But that's where we'll, we're going to wait with, with our top three um, until the end of the episode. And I think we should start now with um, some of the deals that have been happening that caught a lot of attention. Uh, first one, of course, being Silvan Hefti, young boys right back, moving to Serie A to relegation-dangered Genoa. Giacomo, what was your initial take on that transfer? Well, I, I was kind of surprised because we didn't really hear any rumor. You know, it was like uh, just like that after Christmas. It was the first big one. And uh, yes, surprising before uh, because we didn't hear anything before uh, because FT was, uh, you know, always starting. There is Maceiras in eBay um, behind him, but uh, we didn't expect him to leave, especially because now eBay doesn't have the Europe anymore in the second part of the season. They don't have the Swiss Cup, so they're focusing on Superling, and he was expected to play every single game, basically. And uh, yes, that move to Italy is, uh, you know, first uh, first reaction was like, oof, Serie A, it's a great place to go. But then you look at the, at the Serie A tables and you see Genoa, everything is going bad at the moment. Uh, you know, recently the coach changed, Shevchenko is gone, a new coach is coming uh, in the club, things uh, are kind of messy. Uh, 
the, the team is not looking like a, a first side, uh, um, a Serie A team, first division of Italy. They're, they have a lot of chance to, to go down. So I don't know. The, he already played the, his first game, yes, but um, we <laughs> probably is already thinking in a part of his head, was it the, the right choice? Because um, it's, it hasn't started well, let's say. I think he has now played uh, four games at time of recording. Um, Genoa have lost every single one of them. Um, one even uh, six nil against Fiorentina. Um, so you're right. I mean, getting a move to Serie A from Switzerland is always a great thing to happen to you as a player, no doubt. But still, there is that little voice also in my head that is saying, so mm, I'm not so sure if that was the right decision because as things stand right now, and the Genoa is, is in an absolutely terrible place, um, they're going down. I mean, there is no way around it at the moment. I think, of course, of course, we still have time until the end of the season, but I, I have I've watched some of their games now with Hefty and um, they have looked absolutely shambolic. And um, I really don't know if, if the new coach coming in from Ostende, from Belgium, is able to fix that in such a only such um, um couple of months now. I don't know, like two, three, three months, maybe something like that. And then the season is over. So I'm afraid that's probably not long enough. And um, I'm, I'm not sure if Silvan Hefti will also still play Serie A next season um, my bet is Serie B at the moment yes I think he has to yes also to enjoy his time because the good part of it uh, is that it's already playing you know a few days after his transfer he was already in the starting 11 he has been four times in the starting 11 yes playing in San Siro against Milan so you know as a player uh, he's living some incredible weeks lately because as a individual experience because uh, discovering new stadiums, playing with a lot of fans uh, against world-class players. You know, it was against Rafael Leao the other day uh, in Milan, but it's going to be like that during the whole second part of the season. So he's discovering new things and he's playing. So that's important because you, you can be transferred to a, a top league, but not playing. Okay, you are not, you're in one of the worst team, probably the worst at the moment of Serie A, but at least he's getting him getting some minutes, a lot of minutes actually, uh, is probably the only good part until now because maybe if uh, Genoa uh, goes down, another team of the of Serie A against uh, against who he would have done a, a good game is going to to be interested in this summer. That's also a, a possibility. Exactly, that was that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, he now has basically two options. First is um, just somehow stay in the league with Genoa, but um, it's not really only in his hands. It's more more so in, in the hands of his of his teammates, of course, um, and the new coach. And second option is to play very well individually and then earn a move to a more stable Serie A team um, in summer. Which it's possible if you if you use these couple of months to impress and your club still goes down, there will be some other clubs um, checking out if maybe a transfer is possible. I'm sure of that. And uh, to be fair, even though Genoa have been <laughs> shambolic, like I said in these uh, first games, hefty to be honest, he didn't look out of place in a single game. Um, I thought that he was very decent um, at times, even even very good. I think 
in Coppa Italia against AC Milano. Um, he was one of the best Genoa players on the pitch. Um, so I think also his char characteristics of, uh, of speed, of, um, you know, uh, um, of, of tackling quality and also uh, one, one versus one situations defensively as well as attacking mind um, um, of offensively. Um, these qualities are, are uh, very useful in Serie A and, you know, Maybe if he can showcase them now enough, then we will see him in, I don't know, one, two years at a club like Atalanta. No, maybe that's, that's a bit too high, but I imagine that would be great. Just uh, one level above Genoa, at least. Yeah. Yes, yes. He didn't, he didn't look out of place. Genoa looked out of place, but he personally, if you looked only at him, he didn't look out of place. So maybe, you know, he has really to, to enjoy every single game to... Uh, make the most out of them, you know, uh, also as a team, because uh, I, they still have hopes to to stay in the Serie A. They have to get points. Now they have the new trainer. Maybe it's going to work. Uh, the new coach, maybe it's going to work everything well. And uh, also, maybe if we think uh, on another perspective, uh, in a few months, there is the World Cup in Qatar. So maybe playing in a, in a bigger league is a way to, to get closer to the Nati. Uh, which he has never been called yet. Maybe he deserves sometimes. So it's not impossible to think about. Uh, maybe I he probably has in one of his hands when he he saw J the possibility of going to to Syria. Um, yes, one of my goals if I go there is to be to be in the list for the the Qatar World Cup. So yes, in, I think he really has to to prove that. He, he can perform on that level and then who knows maybe he's going to sign in another club maybe he's going to go on the world cup so we also have to to see the the good part of it not only the fact that he left ebay where he was going to play the title and he, he went in a team uh, which is going to play for the relegation in serie b very true no very true and um i mean you you do have a point there i'm pretty sure actually that this transfer, at least to some degree, was definitely influenced by his wish to finally um, get a chance in the Nazi because uh, many football fans um, have called for HFD for a long time now, but it's his bad luck that there are just many other good uh, Swiss right-backs um, in his generation. Um, but he is actually, um, after Jordan Lotomba, um, the youngest one, so he still does have the future. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we do actually get to see him this year for the first time in the Nazi. I'm not sure he will make the make the World Cup squad. Um, if Wittmer and Mbabu are fit, then they are ahead of him. Um, but maybe one of them gets injured or he will get a shot in the Nations League. Um, I can definitely see that happening. Maybe also in the friendlies coming up in March. If he gets now consistent playtime in Serie A, there will be no reason not to call him up in my eyes. Um, especially if Kevin Mbabu is still sitting on the bench. Um, but that's a discussion for another time. Um, but I do think um, with this transfer to Genoa and regular game time in Serie A, his personal chances of uh, for a Nazi call-up have definitely risen. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yes, it's going to be interesting to to see him. You know, he plays every week, so maybe in Italy they're going to talk about him. You know, when a team goes down, uh, you are always uh, going to to watch that team and to see which one of those players I'm going to get so to prevent them from going down with the team. So who knows? The FT is playing at the moment. I hope that he's going to continue to play with the new manager 
and uh, we're going to see. At the moment, uh, he, like you said, he, he hasn't done that bad. Not at all. He, he's not looking out of place like a, a new Swiss player coming from the Swiss league. Uh, what is he doing there? No, it's not like that at the moment. Uh, it's only going. Things can only get better, I guess. Mm. No, and I think I mean Hefty is definitely um, um, on on the right level there. I mean. Um, he has proven that he is fit for international football. I mean, with young boys in Champions League and Europa League, he was excellent, um, scoring that absolute worldly of a goal against Atalanta in the group stages, for example. Um, but not, not, not only that goal, of course, but his general performances in the Champions League, but also last year in Europa League, for example, if you remember uh, the game against Leverkusen, um, he was absolutely excellent. Um, so he definitely has proven to be able uh, to play on a far higher level than Super League and uh, the first few games now for Genoa even though the team uh, performance as a whole was disappointing um, he himself I think he could be satisfied with it and uh, I'm, I am I like where it goes let's put it like that I like where it goes and I can see um, him getting you know getting a move to another Serie A club in the near future definitely definitely a possibility in my eyes but uh, I think from Sylvan Hefty, uh, we should move on to the second major departure that has already been confirmed. Um, and of course, I'm talking about Edon Cegrova moving from Basel to Lille, the French champions. Um, Basel get a nice uh, transfer fee for him, something around seven to eight million is being rumored. So money that Basel badly needs um, for the structural deficit and also um, you know, for their plans to... Uh, uh, strengthen the squad further to push for the championship. Um, Jegrova himself has been quite important that season, in this season. So, how do you feel um, about Basel letting him go now, Giacomo? You know, I think they, they had to accept that offer, you know, because like you said, it's a lot of money. I also think that the player was, was kind of pushing to to go away is because there are a lot of players uh, at his position and you know it's an opportunity a huge opportunity way bigger than FT's one if we compare it because Lille is still in the Champions League Lille is the reigning champions in in France it's a team always playing for the at least top 5 top 4 you know competing for European spots so it's a big challenge for him and uh, you know a, a, a new place like that he, he, it's uh, obvious that he, he wants to to try the this adventure for him. You know, he has some technical abilities that not much players have in the Super League. So um, he, he he's right to to think thinking that he can try uh, somewhere else. And uh, of course, I don't I don't think that uh, like FT is going to play immediately as a starter. It's going to be a, a little bit tougher. But uh, still, I hope he gets some. He gets some minutes, and uh, you know, you know, the the challenge is uh, incredible. But we also have to to talk about the fact that he has played like maybe half of the games during the first part of the season, and um, so he doesn't have that much game time. I I don't think he's going to have uh, that much more opportunities in Lille. So every time he plays, he has to be a one hundred percent, and not he really has to. To care about his fitness, no, not to get injured. Because if you get injured in Lille, you have so much uh, concurrence at the same uh, at the same spot, and you can lose your your place uh, in the rotation very quickly. So yes, he's really going to be every time he has some minutes, 
do the best out of it and not getting injured. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better. Um, Jegrova does leave a big hole in the league in my eyes because his profile is very rare. He's a player that is unbelievably good with the ball in his feet. He can do things with the ball that uh, you as a, as a fan just think like, oh, what the hell was that? Like, I, I want to see more of that. He's just, he does have that special magic, you know. Um, but he's also not an easy character. Um, he is very moody at times. His defensive work rate was criticized in the past. Um, so it does surprise me a little bit that the French champions um, went in for, for him because um, it is kind of a big step uh, since Chagrova isn't the finished product yet. Not at all, actually. But he definitely does have the, a very high ceiling and I can see him growing into um, a, a player, I don't want to say world-class, but of high international standard. I, I can definitely see that. And with Lil, I mean, if he does get regular game time, he does use his chance, like you say, and he, he does, um, you know, spread his special kind of magic, then there is no reason why he shouldn't do that next step and develop into the player that we all know he can be based on his potential. Yes, yes. I, I really hope he's going to find uh, even a little space at the beginning uh, in the rotation because we don't want him to be to go on loan one year uh, in Ligue 2 uh, this summer. You know, that's not, the, that's not why he went to, to, to Lille. So I hope he will be able to to see his magic. Like you said, you know, it's the kind of players you come to the stadium to see because uh, every time he has the ball, something can happen. You know, it's fun to to see him. So I think it's not only fun, but also effective. But um, yes, we will see. Um, big, big challenge. Really, the step is huge. And um, I hope that uh, that he's going to to make it. I, I I'm not super confident, but I think he can manage to to do something, especially the the first the first minutes for him. You know, if he plays maybe ten minutes the first game and then fifteen and then five, they're going to be crucial. You know, the, the first impressions he give of him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, um, Jegrova um, has been decisive for Basel this season, um, especially, like you said, in the Conference League, also in the league scoring beautiful goals. Um, I'm very interested to see what Basel is going to do to replace him, because obviously, um, if you are trying to push for the title and also for the Conference League, um, you will need to bring in a new player, I think, because he's, he has just been too important not to be replaced, I think. Or how do you feel about it? Yes, well, I, I said it before, but I think Basel has a lot of wingers, a lot of uh, uh, offensive midfielders. So there were already a lot, but the quality isn't the same. Of course, you know, you can play with Endoy, Males, uh, Joelson, um, Miller, but it's not the, the same quality as... Uh, as um, as Zegrova, but maybe well, I think yeah. I think I think Miller comes comes closest probably. Also from his his style and his uh, um, just the way that he plays reminds me a lot of Zegrova. And I think from all these players you mentioned, he is probably the closest one to be able to replace him. And he, he has a, a really high ceiling. Also Miller, yeah. we saw his goal against eBay lately. It was yeah. a, you know you don't make that goal just like that. And you know, the goal was crazy. 
So yes, probably Miller is a, is a raw jewel for sure. But um, yes, I of course the Basel fans are going to to ask themselves if we compete for the title and we lose an element like that, um, it's going to be tough. You know, I don't know if um, it's enough. What we are, we have a you know Basel have a, have a, a crazy list of names uh, offensively, uh, really a, a deep team, but um, I don't know. Uh, I think they should have, they should get one, but they're not going to to get one. And in one or two months, they're going to be out of the title race, I think, pretty quickly. Well, it also depends on what's going to happen with Arthur Cabral. Um, the rumors have kind of went down in the last couple of days. Um, to be honest, I thought initial, initial, initially sorry, that um, at the, this time now in the window, Cabral would have left the club, to be honest. Um, 1st of January, if someone would have told me Cabral is on 20th still in the club, I, would have, I wouldn't have believed it, to be honest, back then. Um, because the rumors were so overwhelmingly um, yeah, so over, overwhelmingly often coming in and big clubs being mentioned and now it seems to have cooled down a little bit so I think they might just be possible to keep him until summer and that then um, Basel is definitely um, as long as Akabral is there and performing Basel is probably a title content but look that's a discussion for a, another video um, about uh, what's going to happen in the league um, just sticking with the transfers um, I do agree that Basel should probably get a replacement for Jekrova, and I think they will get one. Um, but a cheap one, probably like a loan or something from a young player, I guess, once again. Um, but I do think that they will fill that hole, to be honest. But come on, um, let's move on, because there has actually been a third major departure from the Super League, and you know exactly what I'm talking about, Giacomo. So why don't you, why don't you give the information what I mean? Uh, let me think about it. Ah, Toti Gomes, is it? Is it it? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> no, is it? Toti Gomes is a good call as well. But I'm, I was talking about Luis Mafuta, the Xamax striker, who uh, completely surprisingly um, somehow has ended up in League One. What has happened there, Jacobo? Yes, but he, he still belongs to Xamax, and Xamax give him one more year of contract and he's on loan in Mets, Liga, so a bit like FT relegation battle, but in France, you know, the step is, is huge for him. You know, he arrived like one and a half year ago in Xamax, you know, not the more elegant of the strikers, but uh, month, month after month, he was more and more effective. I'm not the biggest fan, to be honest. You know, I think he lacks a lot of things, you know, um, even when I saw that he was nominated in the top three Challenge League players award that they're going to give soon also. I was not convinced, but the numbers don't lie. You know, he, he's one of the best scorers of the league. He is quick. He has a good finishing ability. And um, yes, he also speaks French, so it's good for the French League. You know, wh why not? Why not? I, I, I'm, I don't know uh, who are the strikers in Mets, but I don't think they are super effective if they bring uh, Louis Mafuta. But yes, for him, I think it's like a dream. You know, he, he's worked hard since in, in Xamax to be, um, yes, last year, if uh, Mafuta wasn't there, for example, Xamax would have probably went down. 
We have to. We also have to think about it. If uh, Mafuta was in Kiaso and not in Xamax, probably Kiaso will be today in the Challenge League and Xamax in the Promotion League. So he's able to make a difference in the offensive, uh, in the offensive part of a team. So um, yes, I am excited to see what can happen in uh, in Liga, uh, like Zegrava, um, Mafuta. Maybe Mafuta Zegrava playing against each other. Two goals uh, from each. No, I'm I'm kidding. But um, yes, the the transfer is crazy. The transfer is crazy. Um, maybe the step is a bit too high. We, we will see. But uh, for the for the for the man Mafuta, he is living the dream right now. I think. Yes, I mean you have said everything. Um, he came from fourth division in France, and now just one and a half years later, the guy is playing in Ligue 1. Um, that's crazy. It's crazy, really. Um, Xamax, of course, um, they are the losing part of that deal because they aren't playing a fantastic season, to be honest. They are sitting on ninth place after in, in the winter break, even though in the Challenge League it's all very tight with the points, but still um, not a good look. And Mafuta has been, again, absolutely essential for them. Um, he is their main man in attack. Um, so them losing Xama, uh, for Xamax, uh, for them losing Mafuta definitely is at any time a bad deal. For Mafuta himself, coming to Mets, uh, earning probably a, a, a good sum of money after most of his career has been uh, in the unprofessional um, amateur regions, that's, that's very cool. And uh, just like uh, for him it's a dream because he's all his hard work is finally getting rewarded right um but is the man fit for league on level i doubt it to be honest um i'm not even fully convinced that he could work in the super league i mean i was a little surprised that no super league team picked him up in summer um, because I thought, okay, he's, it, he, it's, it's worth giving him a, sh a shot in the Super League, I think. Um, if someone comes out with, on a Challenge League season with like 16 goals, something like that, um, you can definitely give him a shot in the Super League. Um, no club went for him, um, which already surprised me back then. Um, but seeing more of him this season, um, I kind of get why. Because, you know... He's very good on, on counter-attacking because he's fast, he's dynamic, but his technique is very rough. Um, his, his, I don't know, his, uh, his linger play isn't the best um, and he's already 27. So many factors are, are like, uh, you know, there are many red flags, like let's call it like that, for, for a Swiss Super League team to go in for a play like that. But now seeing him move directly to the league, end, which is, probably my guess three or four levels above challenge league um, is just extremely surprising. Um, but don't get me wrong. Um, I still think it's a, a great chance for Mafuta and you never know. I, I'm sure the Mets recruitment guys did think why they would get Mafuta. They have a plan obviously with him. Otherwise they wouldn't get a random guy from the challenge league. Right. Um, so maybe their plan works out and Mafuta um, bags some goals in Liga, and I would be very happy for him if, if it actually does go his way um, because it just shows you that you can never plan football. You know, one day you're playing uh, on an amateur level, next day you're playing Liga. Um, 
So it's just a great story if it works out. Um, if not, then, um, you know, the man hasn't really done anything, uh, anything wrong himself because he has a nice contract. And uh, I'm sure other clubs will, in, in Switzerland or in the Challenge League, especially in the Challenge League, um, would, would get him back, I'm sure. Yes, and he has to go for it. You know, everyone would have gone for it, especially this season. You know, he doesn't have to, to worry about uh, helping Samax not getting relegated because they're pretty clear of, uh, of clients at the moment. So they don't risk anything, I will say. So yes, he has an incredible opportunity. We are going, you're not thinking, oh, maybe I'm staying with Xamax to confirm, to help the team. You don't need that. You, you have to go and uh, then uh, you know, live your dream. Like I said, for Zegrova, uh, the first minute will be crucial. But you know, for a striker, you know, he only needs one goal. Huh? Maybe he enters at the 80th minute and a header first goal after after five minutes and uh, things go, go fast. Or maybe with confidence, he's going to start a game. So, yes, I, he only needs a goal. I think uh, the faster it will come, the, the more we will, he will get minutes and uh, then who knows. But uh, yes, even if it doesn't work out, uh, it's not a problem. Next year he's back in Neuchâtel and uh, back to what he, what he does well. You know, scoring in the Challenge League, he's, he, he showed that he can do that. Mm, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so I think we should move on, Giacomo, from departures to incoming transfers. We have seen quite a few new faces in Switzerland. And um, before we're going into our top three transfers each, I would like to start with just uh, some transfer information that we, that we have. Um, of transfers that are already completed and of some ongoing rumors. Um, from the transfers that are already completed, I think we have to touch very quickly on the one from Marvin Spielmann from eBay to Lausanne Spor. Um, obviously, Spielmann arrived in Bern uh, two and a half years ago as one of the hottest attacking prospects in the league after he has had, I think, two back-to-back seasons with Thun where he both times backed. Um, Fantastic seasons. Yes, like one time 12 and one time 13 goals, I think, as a winger. Um, so he, he arrived in Young Boys, but he never really um, got a chance. He had plenty of uh, injury problems, struggled with the coaches, um, didn't get along uh, with David Wagner, I think. Um, also, um, his, his mentality in the trainings uh, from time to time uh, weren't that, that great. Um, you could hear from some people in Bern. Um, so it seems like like a um, you know like logical choice for him to move to another Super League club. His choice is Lausanne Spor, who are a relegation danger, Giacomo. They aren't in a great place. Tell me, how do you feel about this transfer? Yes, I, I think for him is really a a good thing because he goes there to play a big role. They, there are a lot of expectations on him, so he's going to have responsibilities. We are going to wait from him that he, he scores, that he gives assists. Uh, Lausanne tremendously needs that at the moment, so big responsibilities. But the fact is, like you said, a lot of injuries. You know, he arrived uh, in eBay injured the day of uh, his debut in the Swiss Cup. Uh, then more and more injuries, never continuity. Uh, he played really not much minutes in the first part of the season. I think 
he, he was a starter in the Schweizer Cup like three or three times, but that's everything. So now uh, he's in a new envira- environment and he's the, he, we want him to do the difference. We don't want him to play the last 15 minutes and score maybe a screamer, an incredible goal. And then eBay, instead of winning 4-0, wins 5-0. We, we, Lausanne got him in order to get more points. You know, he's going to have to make a difference. So um, I, I really hope for him and for Lausanne that he's fit, he's ready to give people what they want because uh, I have doubts about uh, the fact that he can go back to uh, his tune level, you know, because it, it takes time. And uh, Lausanne doesn't really have time because uh, first game uh, in, in nine days against St. Gallen, if they lose that one, the eighth spot is already not gone, but uh, it's... Uh, Every time is um, more points uh, dividing them from from that spot. So he has to be effective immediately. And um, I, you know, it's still a, a bet. You know, betting on Spielmann because uh, if we if we see him, he maybe played half of the games that he could have played uh, in in eBay in more than two years. So yes, it's a bit risky, but worth it considering the. The quality of the player. All right, all right, Giacomo. Um, I want to touch real quick on a second transfer that has been completed before we go into the rumor stuff, and uh, that transfer is again one from Lausanne Sport. It's Nassim Zukit who arrives from Promotion League at Walcarouche, a move that you don't see every day from Promotion League straight to the Super League. Um, it is a fantastic story, Giacomo, and I'm sure you exactly know what I'm talking about. So can you give me more details on it? Yeah, it's crazy. It's the cup magic, you know. End of October, uh, Etoile Carouge uh, playing against Basel in Geneva, eliminating them 1-0, incredible, absolute scenes, like we said back in the days in one of our episodes. And Nassim Zukin stand, stand out in that game, stood out in that game. He almost scored from uh, half, uh, half of the of the field, so almost an incredible goal. But his performance was really crazy, and it was enough to put the eye of uh, a lot of uh, Super League teams on him. You know, we heard about uh, Sangalan. Uh, apparently, Servet also tried at some point. At the end, he ended up in. In Lausanne with his friend uh, Amduni, which is also from uh, who is also from Geneva. So for him, like a bit like Mafuta, the 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 jump is uh, a lot. You know, from promotion league to Super League, uh, from Challenge League to Ligue 1 for Mafuta is a lot. But it's uh, incredible for him. You know, he's um, um, from Mafuta was already professional, but he wasn't professional. Now he's professional playing in Lausanne. Um, probably not in a starting role uh, already, but, uh, you know, he's going to play his part, you know, only two transfers and he's part of them. So uh, the the sporting director is expecting something from him for sure. And uh, I hope he can bring this quality. You know, we saw him uh, the other day against Basel in the friendly, the first game, a lot of aggressivity. He recovered uh, lots of balls in the middle of the field. So, uh, I guess it can be useful for Lausanne, especially if they lose the, the two that they should lose uh, in the midfield. Mm. 
Mm, definitely, definitely. And, uh, you know, you're mentioning something there, uh, which is exactly what we're going to talk about now in detail. Transfer rumors, everybody's favorite segment. Um, Cameron Puertas, Lausanne Spos, um, well, you can say they're talisman in some way, their most important player. He seems to be on his way out. Royal Union Saint-Gilloise, the table leaders from Belgium, are reportedly closing in on a deal for Puertas. Um, reportedly, a, an announcement of the officializ officialization of the transfer is going to happen tomorrow or uh, on, on Saturday. Um, so Lausanne seems to be losing their key player, Giacomo, there. Um, for him, going to the Belgium league is, isn't, isn't like... A, the best possible step, but it's a decent step, I would say, especially considering that Saint-Gilloise is pushing for the title. Um, still, he leaves a very big hole. Um, if the transfer is going to going to be confirmed, Giacomo, what do you think the reaction from Lausanne fans will be like? Yes, uh, it's a tough, tough departure. It seems like it's done. Huh? It's only a matter of hours. Before the officialization, he has to do his medicals, but everything should should write. But uh, yes, it's crazy, especially the context. You know, he, he was crucial for Lausanne getting back in the Super League. You know, with Endoy, Zekiri, Turkes, he was one of them. You know, um, one of them leaders in the last season. He was incredible. At some point, he he was. Crucial for Lausanne um, not being relegated. Also, you know, five goals, five assists. At one, at some point, we were like, uh, can he come uh, in the Schweizer Nazi? Also, you know, he, he was really a, a big performing at a big level. And this season, things are a bit tougher, a lot more tough for Lausanne. He's not playing like he was last season. He's playing in another role, also higher on the pitch behind the strikers. He was playing way lower last season. He's probably better in that position, but he's not scoring that much. He's not being that effective. He, he, he got those red cards and um, now he's leaving. So like, you know, first uh, um, things getting harder. Okay, I'm leaving because I show I I show in the past season that I have the level to play in a in a better team. And uh, it's strange, you know, considering that he's a player from, from there, from Canton de Vaux, uh, it seemed like a few months ago it was impossible to imagine Puertas, the one of the leaders of the team, uh, leaving just like that in winter, especially in a season like that where they need him to not to go back to the Challenge League. You know, so um, understandable, you know, because if you think about an individual, you, you can go play the first, uh, your leader of the Belgium League. Next year, you can play Champions League. Who knows what can happen? But still, I, maybe he was also influenced by the fact that, you know, his friends Endoy, he tried to go to Nice, uh, Zekiri tried to go to Brighton. So he also wants to try. But the only thing that will stay, that um, Lausanne fan will be a bit salty about is probably the fact that he's doing it now and not in summer because job's not finished and he's leaving uh, just like that. Like mm, a traitor, understandable. A yeah, 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 understandable. But at the same time, like it's it is a decent opportunity for him going to yes. the Belgium title leaders, um, title race leaders. So you know, but it's still not confirmed. So we we have to wait to see if it actually does work out like that. Um, and another transfer that is um, 
in a similar sphere, like seems to be on the finishing line, but still not really anything uh, confirmed, is the one from Michel Ebischer to Serie A. Now, there have been very intense rumors about him joining Cagliari, which are a team very similar to Genoa's level. So eBay fans were saying, what the hell? Why are we losing all our key players to bottom clubs from Serie A? Which is a, a fair question. But Ebischer seems to have rejected that offer from Cagliari. Um, he doesn't want to go there. Um, instead, now Bologna has arrived with an offer in Bern. And now it looks like Ebischer could be moving to Bologna, which is a far better choice than uh, Cagliari, at least in my eyes, Giacomo. What do you think? Yes, Serie rumors. Uh, like for FT, like for Rieder, at some point there were some rumors from Udinese Torino. But, you know, it's more serious for Ebischer because we know he has a, uh, the level to play abroad, to play in the Serie A. Um, like for FT, it's strange to see him move right now, you know, because he's a key player in order to get the title back in uh, in Ibed for the fifth time in a row. So, you know, uh, for, for Cagliari, it was a bit like... Uh, Mm, strange to see him when go there because only three three and a half millions playing the in a bad situation like Genoa. Now, uh, yes, a bit more interesting for him. So, yes, probably he's going to to be official, but big it will be a big loss for for Ibe for sure. Yeah, well, I mean. Um, Christoph Spiecher has said uh, this week that Ibe actually had planned with a midfield departure last summer, which is why they signed Alexandre Jankiewicz. That departure didn't happen. Abisher stayed, um, Martin stayed, Rieder stayed as well. So Sierra stayed as well, exactly. So now they have kind of an overload situation in midfield. So they wouldn't mind giving uh, or selling one player for a decent fee. And Abisher, who is probably the most the, the, the player of all of that group uh, who is the most ready for that step seems to be the logical choice. Like he's 25 now, he's ready for a new adventure and obviously he wants to go to a new league at some point. Um, Bologna would be a decent step in my eyes. Um, they, they definitely are a, 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 a more quiet and a better place to develop than Genoa or Cagliari. So that's a transfer that I would uh, agree with, uh, just to, as from a fan perspective. Still, um, one one voice in my head is telling me that Abishur, um should go to the Bundesliga. I, I would love to see him in the Bundesliga, but you know, it's we you, you can never say what's going to happen. But uh, you know, moving from Abishur to another rumor that has been very hot in the last couple of days is uh, Castriot Imeri potentially moving to. Zeria as well. What a surprise. Zeria is definitely looking at the Super League at the moment, which, to be fair, Zeria has huge finance problems. So uh, Super League is an interesting market for them right now, which explains why there are so many rumors. Imeri is the most recent one to pop up. Um, he, there are links from him to Genoa, other linking him to, to France, to uh, Nice, and uh, again, other rumors linking him to the Bundesliga. Now, what I know is that Castel Imeri and Genoa, that's that's not going to happen. Um, I I know 
his agency and I have spoken with someone from his agency from Imeri and they have told me that the Genoa isn't going to be able to purchase Imeri which is a good thing because they already got hefty that's enough for now and they should first survive before they buy any other of of our talents uh, but no seriously um a player like Imeri moving to a club like Genoa who are in complete ruins right now is unthinkable and that rumor is complete nonsense so um, for all Servit fans uh, going crazy about Imeri potentially leaving for a club like Genoa and um, I can I can bring you a little bit a relief because as, according to what I have been told that's not going to happen yes you yeah, know Genoa it will be a bit a, a bit disappointing to see him going to, to Genoa uh, same for FT you know because he's really shining uh, at the, the end of he was shining at the end of 2021 so if you do already the step, it's uh, it has to be a, 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 a bit more attractive than a relegation side. Otherwise, you stay in Geneva, you continue to, to shine in the Super League, and this summer you will have more offers and you can choose. But yes, going to, to Genoa wouldn't be a lot of understandable, uh, whereas going to Nice is way more understandable, you know, because they're behind Paris in the, in the league, uh, second spot, so... Uh, you also the the place you know you live in uh, Côte d'Azur it's way more interesting speaking French uh, easier to to adapt for him uh, I still I don't know if he would have that much space in Nice compared to to Genoa I also talked about something the other day is uh, really friend with Dan Endoy you know because he, he knows him from the U21 etc and probably maybe he heard from Nice and he asked him, you know, uh, and uh, we we all know the experience of Endoy in Nice, it didn't work out. So maybe the Endoy previous experience didn't motivate him to, to go there. So I don't know if he got an official offer, but if you hear something like that from a young player from Switzerland, which was your friend and recently didn't work out for him, Maybe you don't want to risk it and to lose one or one and one and a half seasons of your career uh, there. Yes, um, and look, um, the, the the my contact person in the agency of Imeri has has told me that the the initial plan is to stay at Servet until summer, and then just see what what offers are coming in or what possibilities are are open. Um, because like you said, he has been very good at the end of 2021, but he, now he has to confirm it. Um, it was his first time really breaking through on that level. He even got his Nazi call up. He was phenomenal, right? But now he has to confirm it in spring. And then um, from a career perspective, it's it makes sense to move on after the confirmation has been successful, right? Um, so I think Imeri is most likely going to stay um, this winter and in summer, uh, we will see what happens, but until then, Servit fans can can sleep easily. Imeri isn't running away, and certainly not to a, a club like Genoa. Okay, coming to the second last rumor um, I want to discuss is um, a Lugano rumor, Giacomo. Musa Yuvara, does the name ring any bells? Um, a Gambian forward, highly talented, played uh, in Serie A is 
reportedly on trials with Lugano and possibly a new offer. Is there something you know, Giacomo? I, I heard the same as you. I don't know more than you, but you know, we, uh, in uh, Ticino, we remember him because he scored last season in San Siro against Inter. So that's where his name popped up everywhere, his story in Italy. So we, we know him now. He didn't did that much more in the Serie A. Uh, to be honest, because you know he, he's still very young, but that goal uh, made him famous. Let's say so. You know, also a playing coming from Serie A, a young talent who has potential to to develop probably, and uh, it's interesting also for Lugano project. You know, to to have some players like, uh, for example, Aliceda Selassie. It will be another offensive young player, so it makes it makes sense. And uh, yes, it's. It will be exciting to have him in, in Lugano, to be honest, and uh, especially now that uh, Lungoy and Abubakar are gone. Mm, especially then. Yes, exactly. Um, now, moving to the last rumor I want to discuss, Giacomo, is the one that uh, Young Boys is possibly looking to replace Silvan Hefti with no other than Kevin Ruiek, former U21 Nazi captain who um, didn't uh, get lucky with Hellas Verona in Serie A. Um, Ruiek is on his way out. There have been several offers um, from Serie B clubs, but he didn't want to go to Serie B. Um, young boys have made contacts with him. There are talks that an offer has already arrived and uh, his agent has already been in, in, in Bern. So the, the story is, is very hot at the moment and um, I think Ruiz would be the logical successor of Hefti. Or how do you see it, Giacomo? Yes, absolutely. And uh, Ruiz's story should make uh, Hefti a bit afraid, you know, because we, uh, he absolutely doesn't want to have the same uh, future as uh, him. The, happened, the same thing that happened... Uh, to Rug in Verona, you know, two, almost two seasons lost, you have to say, you know. So, um, yes, 100% it will make sense. Uh, it will be a great addition for the right wing back for young boys. Win-win, like we say, you know, also for Rug back to Switzerland, back to playing, being important, you know, he still have his qualities. So, uh, to in order to compete for the title, Rug is... Uh, what they need and it's uh, it's enough to to do the job to replace FT I think yes true I wholeheartedly agree and also obviously Ryuk is exactly the kind of player that young boys um, are after um, it's their strategy to attract the best young players with a Swiss passport not only from uh, within the country but also from from outside of the country that went to, to other leagues very early that are on the bench at bigger clubs, um, you know, giving them a perspective at, at eBay and uh, kind of helping them to get their career back on track and it fits exactly into that category. So a transfer that I hope happens um, and uh, I will be very excited to see Ryuk uh, making steam on that right side um, for eBay. Okay, Giacomo, I think we've had enough of the rumor talk we should come to the last segment of today which is us to presenting our favorite transfers that have been completed so far this season obviously uh, we chose some transfers that we didn't mention yet um, but we're going to talk about them now Giacomo why don't you give me your first one yes top three arrivals the first one is Abubakar back in 
center of Switzerland. He is now in Luzern, so leaving Lugano after uh, one kind of disappointing year. Not a flop, but not as high as we were expecting him. Now he's back in Luzern. He's will, a bit like Spielmann, you know, he's going to have a way bigger role. You know, Sorgic uh, didn't perform like they wanted. They desperately need goal. Uh, Mario Frick seems to trust him. He knows uh, the city of Lucerne perfectly because he was uh, in Kriens. Um, he wasn't that happy at the end in Lugano, so he wanted to find a new environment. He will be in his comfort zone now. Plus, now he is not in the Challenge League, of course, but he knows the Super League. After one year now, he knows the uh, he knows the city plus he knows the super league so i really think he can bring a a plus value to to lucern offensive sector in the second part of the season and help, help them not getting relegated mm. all right my first pick is an attacking player as well it's julian von Moos who moves um, from basel to st gallen he has been loaned out to vitesse arnhem uh, in the first half of the season to Eredivisie, Divisi didn't work out for him. Um, he's coming, he came back to Basel and Basel didn't have any plans with him anymore. Um, just like with many other of their own youngsters. Um, so St. Gallen came in and uh, yeah, uh, offered him a deal and he accepted. And I think that's, it's it's the perfect club for Fonmos because first of all, Fonmos originally is from that region before he moved to Goethe and then to Basel. Um, he was in the Ostschweiz in the in the east of Switzerland. That's where his family is from. Um, so like with Abu Bakr, he's back in his comfort zone, right? Second of all, Fonmos is one of the most talented uh, young strikers that we have in Switzerland. Remember when he gave his professional debut for Basel? Um, in the Super League, he scored right away, just a couple of seconds after coming on. Um, was against Neuchatel, I think, in 2019, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, Fonmos, but his development kind of, um, you know, stagnated a little bit. Um, his move to the, to the Netherlands didn't work out. So now, St. Gallen is giving him the perfect platform to develop further and to, you know, um, kind of get back on track. And... Uh, just get 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 regular game time and i think that's exactly what's going to happen and St. Gallen have proven to be a perfect place for players like that players that are um in a down phase in their in their career that are still young that have a high ceiling and foremost uh, ticks all the boxes and i think the transfer is going to work out perfectly absolutely absolutely the arguments are i i agree with what you said and i really think he can he can bring us he can get his career back on track in, in Sangal. And my second one is Yannick Touré going from Young Boys to Arau. Well, not from Young Boys, but more from Young Boys U21. To Ville, not from Arau, sorry. I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I am a bit tired right now. <laughs> He's not in Arau, but in Ville, because there was the rumor with the, another promotion league striker, Samba, to Arau. That's why I, I was thinking about it. But so... Um, signing Toure to Ville, it's going to be interesting for him, you know, because, you know, back from Newcastle, it didn't really work out for him. Uh, he's back in Young Boys and they send him in the U21 because no space for him right now. And Sami is back in the second part of the season, so it's not going to be more space, not at all. So it's good for him that he can play some professional football in the Challenge League in Ville. Ville is a young team, a lot of youngsters, 
um, the offensive players in Ville are really have the light on them because they, you know, it's a fun team to play in when you're young because you play football, offensive football, you concede a lot, but you also score a lot. So uh, for a player like Toure, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play. Uh, Silvio is still there, experienced, but he's going to have his minutes also. And, um, you know, score his first professional goals and uh, getting confident and confident and maybe uh, next season or in a year or so trying to to make himself a place in the eBay strikers rotation. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. Um, my second pick is as well a, a talent moving from Super League to the Challenge League. And I went for Carmine Chiapetta moving from Basel to FC Winterthur. Now, Chiapetta is also uh, like Touré, like Fonmos. Um, he is one of those Swiss talents that are like up there. You know, they have a very, very high ceiling and um, everybody knows about their potential. Chiapetta is a little bit younger, only 18 years old, has had five appearances for Basel. He's a attacking, very attacking-minded winger, um, fantastic in one versus one duels, very quick, very dynamic. Um, but Basel obviously don't give their own youngsters right now a big perspective. Um, so the loan to Winterthur, who are known for uh, getting game time to the youngsters, um, is an excellent idea. He got a loan contract until 2023, so he has time to adapt, uh, to find his place, to develop. No rush here. And uh, I think that's an excellent move. Not only is he going to develop further in Winterthur, um, but he's also going to bring much, much joy to FCV supporters because he's one of those players, um, similar to Jigorova actually, that can make stuff happen and that have that individual special something. And watching them is just exciting. So me being a Winterthur fan, a season ticket holder, I'm very, very, very much looking forward to seeing him play for Vinti. And uh, I just can't wait. Yes, good, uh, like a bit like today, you know, a good place to have more game time and to, to show your quality as an offensive player. So I think it's a good choice for Winterthur and for, for Carmine Chiapetta. My third one uh, is Servette's captain, Anthony Sautier, going back, uh, going back, going to going down to the Challenge League with Yverdon. You know, it was a bit of a surprise, you know, Servette uh, left the captain uh, out uh, like that, just like that. So uh, a bit surprising, you know, not the, the best way uh, after eight years, nine years in, 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 in Geneva for, for Sautier. But, you know, if we look at right now, you know, if we think about Kone from Servette to Iverdon, incredible impact this year. I think um, also Sautier from Servette to Iverdon can really bring something to the team. Um, they lost uh, their Lewin Bloom from um, Iverdon. He's not there anymore, so he's going to be a starter. Uh, Uli Forte really wanted him. He can bring his leadership. The, the language is the same. He's French. Um, Iverdon is really um, an incredible team packed with talents, with a good coach, and you know having some players like uh, Le Pogam, Sautier, uh, with that more of experience, can really help them to to do some things, and uh, and yes, I I think it's a 
good choice for for Iverdon, and the Sautier can really show Servette that uh, he still has it in the second part of the season. Yeah, definitely. Okay, my last transfer pick is Basel's new left back. Now they uh, obviously wanted to cover that position for a long time now already. Um, they aren't happy with Petretta, plus Petretta's contract is running out. And uh, Tavares is actually his right-footed, I think, so not the ideal left-back. Um, they wanted to have a new left-back for a while now, and they have found their candidate in Noah Katerbach from Köln. Katerbach is a very fast, attacking-minded um, uh, fullback. Um And he's actually a German U21 international. Yes, already 40 Bundesliga appearances, 21 years old. Um, it's not every day that a player of that caliber moves to the Super League. So it is kind of, um, you know, it, it is kind of a, a big deal because Bundesliga watchers will know that Katerbach um, has had has played a role for Köln before, despite his young age. And now seeing him in Basel um, is very exciting, I have to say. And obviously, Basel have had a lot of these transfers of these uh, wonder kids, if you want to call them like that, from abroad. Um, but I think Katerbach is also now a signing that really um, does not only, you know, uh, uh, bring more resale value to the team because he's young and dynamic, but also just bring more quality to a position where quality um, is a little bit lacked. Um, so... I think that's a, a, a very smart signing from Basel. It's a, a loan option with uh, a, 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 no, it's a loan, including an option to buy for, I think, 1.5 million euros is, is, is the sum that is rumored. So seems uh, quite reasonable for a player of that caliber. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think um, it could be a key signing for the second part of the season. Noah Katerbach to Basel from Köln. Okay, but uh, that wraps it up for today, Giacomo. I think uh, we have talked enough about transfers for now. We will be back with a brand new episode of the Swiss Football Show uh, next week. Now, more regular again, because we are starting slowly to have more time again. And um, I think that seals the deal for now. Giacomo, thank you so much for joining me once again. And the listener, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, hope to see you again next week. Thank you.